This is Kamal Farahani with Metal Talk TV. Today, speaking to the legend himself, Mr. Joseph Williams. How are you, sir? Very well, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm even better now. Thanks to you. Um, there's a lot to cover and a lot to go through. But first of all, I want to ask, how are you doing in these weird times? And to ask you about your new album, that is intended. Well, I'm doing pretty, pretty good in these oh. weird times. There's my cat here. Yeah. Um, we're surviving, me and Joe, Joe, my kitty. Um, just trying to find stuff to do and uh, keep mm. busy, not go completely stir crazy. And uh, yeah, uh, but uh, everybody's so far healthy, knock on wood, family. Um, have a brand new grandson who's hey, three months congratulations. old. Three months old today, so that's that's cool. Congratulations. Um, and uh, we're excited about the records coming out. You know, so it was a that was a, a lot of work last year, but um, yeah. we're, we're thrilled that it's coming out. So and you know, uh, Luke's record is just amazing. So mm. we're I'm, I'm thrilled. Well, that's great. I I mean, it's uh, I was listening to um, your record and his record back to back, and I had a real pleasure of uh, speaking to him about a couple of weeks ago about his record, and he was saying, well, the plan was to have them both out basically the same time. You know, almost like uh, I don't know if you call it half and half, but there's that connection between you guys, obviously being in Toto and having that. Uh, so were you planning on having it always releasing it as a pair like that? Not not to begin with. You know, Luke Luke yeah. had planned to do his album, you know, separately. I think he maybe towards the end of 2019 had decided he was going to go in and do mm. his record. And I started like chipping away at material for mine all the way back in 2016 was the beginning, you know, sort of beginning yeah. of like, I knew I was going to do one, but never knew when I was going to get to it. But I started writing some pieces. Um, 2020 became the year to work on mine because we stopped mm. touring in, at the end of 2019. Yeah. Um, I had no deal. I had no record deal. I, I, I made my record entirely on my own, uh, mm -hmm. you know, just, just on my own. So after the fact, Luke introduced me to his label. Mm -hmm. And so once he introduced me to his label, his record was already finished or, you know, yeah. close to being finished. So after the fact, we, we thought of the idea of, hey, what if we release them together? It might be nice yeah. for Toto fans. Yeah. Well, definitely. I think it, it's really a treat for everybody, but especially Toto fans, because you've got the full run of everything from the harder kind of rockier stuff on Luke's record to the more uh, complex kind of pop you know, smooth this up on yours. Yep. Oh, there's David Page calling me right now in the middle oh of our. Oh my God! Can you get him in here? <laughs> or tell uh -huh. him to hopefully have a total reunion on air. How's exactly. he doing? Yeah. No, he's uh um. <laughs> let's see. Hey, Dave. Hi. I'm in the middle of an interview right now. Oh, sir. Please, by all means, join in. I will. Uh, I'll call you. I'll call you back when I'm done. I might be in a meeting, so I'll call you. I'll, let me call you back. Okay, bye. Bye. See? It's like every day we talk to each other. That's brilliant. Well, I know he's playing organ on, um, is it Black Dahlia, the track? Or he's playing on your record? Yeah, yeah no, no. He played on Black Dahlia and, uh, and co-wrote Liberty Man. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, I was going to say, I, um, first of all, I really, really enjoyed your record. 
particularly the title track, um, but it's hard to pick a favorite. I was going to ask, where did the title uh, Dennis and Tennant come from? Because I'm not well, really... It came from the guy who co-wrote the song. Uh -huh. uh, he actually wrote most of it. His, na his name is uh, Steve Overton. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the song song title and the lyrics come, came, come from him. Mm -hmm. He's an amazing guitar player, bass player. And mm -hmm. he had this quirky little little two minute piece that was unfinished, yeah. but it was sort of the basis of the song. And then I grabbed a hold of it and worked it and turned it and made, made it into look, made a chorus and a bridge and everything. And, and he it, it was called something else. But I loved the, the little chorus thing that he had, which was Dennis and Tennant. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so it ended up being a co-write. But Dennis and Tennant, uh, in his lyric, what you know, in the context of of his lyric, is like a bad roommate uh, breakup mm. situation. So it's it means the same thing twice. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, Denizen and Tennant means the same thing. Dennis and Tennant is like a guy who comes to your party and at like you know four in the morning. You're trying to tell him, "We got to go home, man. Yeah. You, know, you got to go home." So I, I love that because, you know, when I was a young man, I used to be kind of like that guy. <laughs> so I thought it was a good title. Yeah, definitely. Well, I saw, I saw uh, well, obviously the reaction from fans, which has been, I think, is pretty great. But I saw someone describe the records as a pair and said, if, if uh, Luca Darsh is the rock, then yours is the role. Mm, that's cool. And I think uh, yeah. I don't know what you think of that. Yeah, um, I was going to ask because of the two of the um, all the tracks, the one that actually really surprised me and caught me off guard was um, Wilma Fingado. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, Wilma Fingado. Yeah, that when I first had that on shuffle, I thought it was Post Malone or something at the start. You know, it completely caught me off guard. And then, you know, that was something really different. What is that? Well, it's a it's a it's a song for my, my mother. Uh, it's a song for my mother. She mm. passed away when I was a kid. She died when I was thirteen years old. So on, on all of my solo records, I usually do some sort of dedication or some musical mm. poem or something for her. And so uh, and so that's what the song is. And and then the pr production of it yeah. is, uh, is I worked with a guy a guy named Dylan Ronan. Uh -huh. who's 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 just amazing and 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 has has a little bit more of a of a touch on that on more current that more of a current kind of a yeah. feel in the in the track so so he uh he's he's co-produced it with me and you know to get the track sounding like what you're talking about yeah yeah but the song is uh, is is a song for my mom. It's a you know it's 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 the song on the album for her, yeah. and the her name is not Wilma. This is this the the title is the, is like the punchline of a joke that she used to tell. Mm -hmm. She had a wicked sense of humor, and so I I I named it that for her just because it was yeah. uh, it was funny. But it's 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 a very actually sweet song for her. Yeah, it's a beautiful song. Thanks. I mean, of all the of the of the covers, I know you did the Beatles one. You've heard uh, "If I Fell," but the one that caught me off was um, the Peter Gabriel song, and it's such a lush, atmospheric song, especially uplifting at the second half when it all picks up. I thought that's incredible. And what was your feeling for that one? Well, thank you. Um, um, uh, that was a kind of a fluke. I was taking a break, working on something else. You know, my this this mm. screen here's got the keyboard and I was went over here and was watching YouTube and the old yeah. video Peter Gabriel came up and yeah, yeah. I love that song so much so I just started playing it over here and singing it and 
and I, I just thought, what well, what would it what would it be like if I tried it? So I hit record and I just recorded some piano and then I recorded some vocals and then I just got carried away. Mm. And, and 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 then I just kind of started arranging it like yeah. a, like you know I just got carried away really I, it was it was I wasn't trying to make a point or or produce something you know to impress anybody it was just mm. it was just I love the song so much and I was just yeah. like okay okay I've gotten this far now how do I finish it how do I make it you know like better you know that kind yeah, of yeah yeah yeah. And then sure. my daughter, then then using my daughter, I just thought that the lyrics worked great as a father-daughter type of a conversation. Yeah. And she's a great singer. My daughter's a great singer and, and a very professional, you know, on the on the, on the mic in the studio. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, well, see, so musical genius clearly runs in the family. <laughs> well, uh, I, I don't know about musical genius, but music musical uh, 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 ability. Mm. Most definitely. Um, I was going to ask you uh, actually about, uh, well, I mean, about the modern, the fact that the people reacting to this record. One of the things that I really enjoyed about this, your record and the Lukather record, was that both sounded, I don't know, it was a really cathartic, natural experience listening to a real record again, especially when you both in context. And I, I asked, um, Steve Lukather uh, about three weeks ago, I said, you know, what do you, what's your take on the, uh, some of these younger bands, especially some rock bands really leaning heavily on auto-tune and samples and all that kind of stuff. And uh, after a while, basically he said, well, I, I, I could train my dog to make a record. <laughs> if I take the bark, if I take the bark and auto, you know what I mean? Cut it and slice and he said, so that's all you need to say. So I was going to ask you the same question. What's your take on it? <laughs> well, that's Luke's quote. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, you know, my 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 take is that is that uh, um, real human beings mm. recording real music is always the best. You know what I mean? Amen. If you think if you think about it, because uh, <laughs> it's only been a, a, a handful of years, you know, whatever, a hundred yeah. years or so since since there's been recorded music. Before yeah. that, all we ever did was or could do was just perform it for each other yeah right so so that's that's the best possible way of doing it now technology has allowed us to come so far and 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 i love to utilize it because i'm mm. a, i'm a i'm a nerd and i'm also a, a i'm a gear hound yeah i'm a gear and a nerd so i like to utilize it but they're absolutely they're they're something's definitely missing if you don't have humanity in there somewhere yeah. if it's completely yeah. you know all all uh digital it's it's uh it's missing, you know, something. There's not. There's nothing real in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. so even even a, even you know, entire digital track that at least has vocals on it has has humanity in it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. 100%. So so, but 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 in the end, it's like you know, it's like a movie score that doesn't have at least some real orchestra back there yeah. or some yeah. real instruments in there, orchestra or not. Uh, it doesn't sound rich enough. Is that, yeah. is that, am I answering your 100%, question? A hundred percent. I agree with you. I most definitely agree with you. I think most people find that, especially, um, you know, today where you can just, you can sort anything out in the studio. I think people actually love those, the breaths between, you know, to hear an actual instrument, um, to hear an actual voice. It's, you know? it's the word I use is air. You, yeah. you, the, what's missing is air. 
you, you know, the actual, the actual air of the world is missing, yeah. you know, so, yeah. you know, for sure. That's, why, that's what these are for to capture, you know, that, and, you know, and, and that's what's missing without tape too. Yeah. The thing about tape is that it, even though it's, it was still actually capturing it on a medium, uh, uh, there was something more, more organic than, than mm -hmm. digital, even though digital is fine. It's still, it's the same thing really. I mean, but, but uh, it, 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 the tape captured more of the air. Yeah. Yeah. You know. 100%. I mean, absolutely couldn't agree. Well, that's a perfect jumping off point. I wanted to ask you now about um, uh, some of your work with Toto, obviously, looking back from, you know, breath and musical genius. I think no one can ever beat what Toto's done. Um, if I ask you to pick a favorite Toto album that you've worked with or you've sang on, could you pick it? Toto tune? Yeah. Oh well, I mean, you know it's like choosing between you know this is that that's it's the the old cliche like choosing between one of your children. But yeah. uh, but I'll 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 pick one. Um, I mean I'll pick a couple. Uh, Go for it. I, I mean, P Pamela was a lot of fun to work yeah. on. It was yeah. it was a it was a lot of hard work. Uh, that song. Um, there were others during those sessions that were a lot harder, but that one sticks out because it was yeah. my tune with Dave. Yeah. Um, and uh, everybody else in the band was really, really digging it and happy about it. So, yeah. so I was excited, you know, that it was like looking that it, like it was going to be like up on the list in terms of early releases and all that stuff. So. So I, so I have a so I have a very clear memory of working on it. So that would be my answer, at least in the group of of tunes, obviously that I worked on. Yeah, yeah. For if sure. you were asking me what my favorite Toto song is, it would probably go before my time. Okay. It would, it would be in the earlier. It would be in that first group of of five or yeah. you know six six and seven man guy group. Well, I was just watching today um, the video of your of the thirtieth. Uh, 35th anniversary gig you know and that's such an incredible concert and I was just uh, the one of you singing uh St. George of the Dragon was just oh yeah oh, yeah unbelievable I love that we got to bring that one back out yeah hopefully well are you hoping that Toto I mean well before we go forward I was going to ask you about um the seventh one obviously the album um and now I think I saw a poll or um, some fans just said that that's now I think the joint favorite or the second favorite Toto album of all time after number four. But at the time, at the mm -hmm. time, it, what was the reaction or what was your reaction to the reaction like when that album was being made and when it came out? Well, when it came out, it was it was really well received in, in Europe. I mean, it was yeah. It was, it was I, I was less aware of it, I think, than some of the other guys in the band because I was just sort of blind to the whole thing and so excited to be there and and also uh, um, uh, partying too much for lack of a better term and sort of not you know just sort of going ah just enjoying the whole thing. But but what was happening that I wasn't paying attention to with the, with the, with the seventh one record is that the band after the fourth record had a little bit of a, a little bit of a lull and it was starting to kind of come back a, a little bit you know what i mean with yeah, the seventh yeah. one and it, and it did really really well in in europe it did really well yeah. overseas um it didn't quite catch on here in, in the united states like mm. the fourth album did it didn't have a rosanna like like top yeah. 
10, you know, top five hit or an Africa number one hit. Yeah. If it had had a song in, on the charts close to that, it would have been bigger in the States. Yeah. But in, but overseas and a few markets, it had a couple of number one. No, yeah. It had, it had a, you know, Stop Loving You. Yeah. Well, that's a perfect one. pop song. The perfect exactly. pop song. And, and Pamela in the States got, got up to like it, would look like it was in the top 20 or something like yeah. that. So it's a popular album, and, and definitely in terms of the songs and the production, it's the closest to four, I think. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you, because I was looking, actually, that very question you mentioned, that it, it, it I think it made 64 on the Billboard charts, but it, it broke every top 10 in Europe. Right. So exactly. did that surprise because, you or the band um, as a whole? I think it surprised the rest of the guys in the band. I, I know I didn't, have, I didn't, wasn't like, you know, uh, full of confidence back then. So I was like, yeah. but I, but I certainly was, didn't, you know, I guess I was a little bit bummed out yeah. now that I think about it, but uh, um, it, it didn't, you know, I, I was hoping Pamela would have the same reaction in the States that like Rosanna did. Yeah. And it, and it just didn't catch here in the States like uh for instance stop loving you did in in europe yeah Meh. yeah how was how was that tour in europe i mean because i heard it was quite it was legendary but also had it ups and downs um but well it was for me it was disastrous for ooh. for me you know for for me yeah. uh the the fahrenheit tour after yes. the first album i did with him was was brilliant it was it was yeah. fantastic uh the work on the seventh one album was was really a lot of work yeah. And and I didn't do any prep before we went out for the tour after the after making the album. Yeah. I, I didn't do any prep at all. And I went right from like not taking care of myself to right going out on the road. Yeah. And and I was I was having trouble in rehearsals at the at, towards the end of rehearsals. Yeah. So by the time we actually got out there, the beginning of the run, I was already in trouble. And so, and so I had, I basically like lipped my way, yeah, yeah. my voice through the whole tour. Yeah. And, and, and like lo literally lost my voice in a couple of very key places in a couple of key shows. And yeah. so the guys, the guys were furious. And, and so, yeah. you know, and at that point with the early, earlier singers and those experiences, they were, they were like, this is, we can't have this. We have to have, yeah. we, we got to look again. We got to find another, yet another person. Yeah. And, 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 and because of that, they were treating me horribly. And yeah. so, and so I, and so I kept storming off. Yeah. And so that's why the story was, I quit, they fired me. I quit, they fired me. That's why the story was up and down, yeah, yeah. but, but that's what was happening. Yeah. So, uh, so it was, and it was only because they loved me and I loved being there. They were disappointed mm. because I was screwing up. And, and, uh, and I got angry because they were, they were, they were showing me, they were pissed off. Yeah, was, yeah. That, that was what it was. So the tour was disastrous. Had, had I prepared and yeah. been, you know, like really good on that run, I probably wouldn't have left the band. Yeah. So that's the, that's the truth of that. Was that a, yeah. Yeah. Well, do you think that was a blessing in disguise looking back at it now or were you, you know, just so were you happy and feeling better when you came back to it all those years later? Well, it's, it's absolutely a blessing in disguise because if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't have my children or my yeah. grandson. <laughs> I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have had a 15 year career in television and, and, you know, yeah. uh, low budget film composer. <laughs> 
uh, which, you know, was, was something that I didn't know anything about when I got into it. You know, I, I, I don't have the training that my dad has at all. Yeah. So I, I basically, the person who helped me learn how to do it was Jay Gruska, who's, okay. who's, who's a, you know, who co who produced a couple of songs on the album, yeah. uh, on my album. Uh, but he's a TV composer and he's, yeah. you know, he's, he, and, uh, and he showed me how to do it with gear basically. And I did that for 15 years and had a really decent career. Yeah. I saw um, the, the Lion King was on there, wasn't it? Amongst the others. Lion, the Lion King was part of career number three, which was the big first one, which was, which yeah. was, I, I did, I did, you know, session work as a vocalist. That was, yeah. that was that stuff. Uh, what I'm talking about is after I left Toto, I worked as a composer for TV, okay. writing scores, you know, for, yeah. for, for, for television shows and and, and low budget films. Lion, the Lion King was a, was a vocal session that I got hired to do. Yeah, to, to replace the actor's voice for the singing, or not replace his voice, but do the singing parts yeah, yeah. because they didn't weren't sure they wanted the voice to sound more of a pop sounding person. Yeah, that's it. I, uh, it's one of those um, it's one of those Wikipedia fact of fiction things. But on the top of your um, film work, the very first one that lists is um, for uh, Star Wars Episode Six, the Jabba the Hutt palace scene. Yes. You know that. Uh, so I, uh, I'm a Star Wars nerd myself. I was going to ask you about that because uh, I'm not is, sure anyone's ever come up with it. That is true. Uh, um, in the original version of Return yeah. of the Jedi, before the before. before Lucas screwed he, it up. Yeah, but well, he didn't. I don't know if he screwed it up, but he changed. It. <laughs> he changed it because he wanted to. And and the thing, the thing that my dad and I did is was pretty goofy, to be per perfectly honest with you. Back yeah. in both those days, I I did it. I what he my father asked me to write some words in English. Yeah. For for the tune in Jabba's court. Yeah, and, all, and also some words in English for the song that the Ewoks do at the end of the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, so I wrote some words in English that, they, and he told me right at the beginning, he said they're going to be translated into a language that's <laughs> so you're not going to hear your words, but you'll yeah. be you'll get a credit. Yeah. And I said, great, that's great. So I wrote some just lame words to go with the music, and they translated them into the into snooty's language yeah 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 that scene and also into the into the into the uh the yub nub song <laughs> the, the, those, that, those, those lyrics were freedom i wrote oh. i wrote lyrics in english and it was yeah. freedom it was freedom yeah. we got freedom freedom and, and they, they trade they translated it to yub nub each up yub nub <laughs> So that's so that was those two those two original songs. The lyrics yeah. were by me, and, yeah. and 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 then the alien language lyrics were by by Ben Burt's girlfriend at the time. Uh -huh. uh, were credited to her. So that's what the, and then the music was my my father's. And then I yeah. I went up to Lucasfilm with him and did some voices for Ewoks. Oh really? Yeah, some rah, 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 yeah, some running around and and singing on the song. Yeah. You know? At the, at the end of this song and then lucas replaced it mm. <laughs> he seems to love doing that well it's his movie yeah it's very true you can do it very true it's brilliant um i guess one of the what i'd like to ask at the end or near the end is are you surprised and are you pleased that toto's music has endured the way it has 
Oh, I'm incredibly pleased. I mean, it's, uh, I, I'm, you know, I was a fan before I was a, a member and, and I was a friend before mm. I was a fan. Yeah. Because I've you know, known some of these guys before the band. Yeah. Um, so uh, the fact, and, and so the, the songs and the music that endures, especially the, the what I call the legacy totem mm. music, the stuff, you know, the, the Rosanna, the Africa, the whole yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. The St. George and the Dragon, the, you know, yeah, the, all yeah. of those, all of that's of the Hydra stuff, all yeah. that, all that great stuff. Uh, um, it was, it was so good. I mean, just, mm -hmm. I mean, I remember when I was a young guy, guy when my, I was eight, 18, 19 years old, when Hold the Line came out. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, those guys were only 20, 21. Yeah, I was only just a few years younger than them. But it was some of my favorite stuff because they were my friends, and it was also just the kind of music I liked. Yeah. So, uh, are you kidding me? Yeah, I love it, and then to be a part of it is also just makes it makes it that much more fantastic. It's the same thing with the Lion King. Just to be just yeah. a little tiny, tiny part of just a Disney thing is just a yeah. it's just a huge thing. It's I'm 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 humbled. It's amazing. What do you hope the uh, to, last question I have to ask is, is uh, what do you hope the future holds for both your solo uh, album and for Toto? Well, I, I hope people just dig the album. I, you know, I, I, I it was for, ended up very much being something I needed to get out of my system. It yeah. turned out. <laughs> so I, I um, it's no longer mine to listen to. So I hope mm. people dig it that's that's really all i can say about it in the end um yeah. i i uh it meant a lot to me while i was making it and yeah. so and i still really like it so um i hope people dig it and then as far as toto goes um we're just waiting until we can play <clears throat> you know luke and i are both kind of withering because we we're creatures that love to get out there and play of course uh, um live um and we still just really want to do it, and we're going to. We you know we'll be we'll be back out there. We're basically just sort of you know waiting, you know, going like yep. the, it's like waiting, it's like a um, layover, waiting for an airplane. Yeah. And so far, it's been a year. We've been had a you know our layover. So, um, but uh, we'll, we'll be back out there. So that's what we're I'm excited for that, and we've got plans, and we have uh, we just did a documentary about oh, really? the. Uh, about the, the the November live stream that we did yeah. in November, so that's going to be coming up, and you know a lot of exciting stuff. So, um, and and I'm continuing to make videos for all the songs on my album. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, well, I can't wait to see all of those, Mr. Joseph Williams. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I do to you.